This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to the Basic Bookers Podcast, episode 212. And if you don't know, after all of those, I'm sure you listen to every single one. I'm Rich Riz, here with my bro, Jerry on the spot. That's right, Rich Riz. I'm here. I'm here with you, like every week, here in this tiny, tiny place. It's not that tiny. Yeah. Yeah, well... <laughs> We are well on our way to WrestleMania. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. We're not going. Oh no, but we're not, no, but we're on the road. I'm not on any road. The entire WWE universe is on the road. I never understood that. It's it's a metaphor. I would like to be on the road to WrestleMania, but I haven't been invited yet. I'm still waiting, guys. I'm checking my DMs. I'm checking the basement booker's Gmail. I'm checking the basement Jer Gmail. It's nothing there. Have you been checking the Rich Deriz Gmail? I have. You don't even have a Rich Deriz Gmail. Not yet. How about you get one? Now somebody's going to take it from you. Do you have any idea how infrequently I check my email? Why don't you check it? What if we get emails from, you know? You should check the uh, the booker's email. I just mentioned that. Good. You could check it. Have you ever checked it? Once or twice. Like when I had to reset a password or something. Yeah, this stuff for like... Email is utilitarian. Subscriptions to YouTube. What? Well, it's subscribed to us. Did you know the Basement Brokers has a YouTube channel? I did. (laughs) Anyway, we are on the proverbial or metaphorical road... To WrestleMania. With each and every one of you. Yes. Assuming you watch. I mean, Words invented by Vince McMahon. It, yeah, if you if you don't watch wrestling, what do you do and listen to us? Maybe they like our voices. Well, I'm glad. Maybe they like I my voice. Never maybe, mind. Maybe they like my voice. Yeah, you know, in case you need help sleeping. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> since we don't have predictions to make... Or a pay-per-view to review. Thank God. We have episodes. And just like we're on the road to WrestleMania, the bookers are on the road to Bookermania. But we will get to that later. That's the pit stop before WrestleMania. That's the main event. Right? Of this episode. Yes, it is. (laughs) That's the main event. But first... You have to have your appetizer. You gotta have your curtain jerk. This is like the curtain jerk. You know what I was thinking just now? What? Like, WrestleMania is like that, the Hilton, like that really big hotel. Mm. And like, Booker Mania is like off the side of the highway where, uh, truckers get off to bang hookers. Motel 5? Yeah. We're Motel 5. Not mm. even 6, bro. Nope. Not even 6. <laughs> yeah, you see, they'll leave the light on for you. We, we kinda, uh, we like to pay our bills. We're gonna so shut we're, it off. Yeah. But when you come in, we'll turn it on for you. Yeah, it's on one of those, like, sensors that someone yeah, yeah. had in their backyard and I just borrowed it. <laughs> we'll walk you yeah. to the door <laughs> and make sure there's no murderers in your fucking. <laughs> uh. No, uh, 
headless dead rats waiting for you. Yeah, no headless dead rats. The spirits haunting the place. Indeed. There is a story behind that. Did I tell you about the dead rat today at work? No. Not only was there a dead rat for, like, most of my shift, but he was fat. So, there was a dead rat in your warehouse, and you just decided, I'm just going to keep walking around you, walking past you. No, I had my mask on, and I told the... I told, like, five people to get rid of it. It's not my job to remove dead rodents. Correct. So, yes. That was me trying not to get mad because it was there most of the day. It wasn't until I was about to go on my 15-minute break that they decided to remove the corpse. Mm. And that was at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So... And his fucking head was missing. Jeez. Like, well, it was there, but the trap clamped ah. his head. He, <laughs> like, I remember his, his head was off. Ah, why? Because it looked like you know how they said you void your bowels when you die. I wonder if that applies to rodents because it looked like he was about to shit and his fucking head just got sliced, so he didn't get to finish. I'm sure that applies to most animals. Yes, fucking nuts. But yeah, I didn't mean to. Nah. Motel 5. That's right. So, (laughs) Motel 5. So, appetizers for this week. Anyone that has not heard this news must not be hearing this podcast either because they obviously don't have the internet, TV, radio, or a newspaper subscription because it's been everywhere. Daniel Bryan was recently cleared by WWE head doctor Joseph Maroon. According to Wrestling Observer Live, after getting stonewalled by uh, suits, he went directly to Joseph Maroon and asked what he could do, what doctors he would need to be cleared by in order to get cleared by WWE. Maroon gave him a list, and after getting the go-ahead from every doctor suggested passing every test they could give him, Maroon finally conceded that Daniel Bryan was healthy enough to compete. However, F4WOnline.com is reporting that per their agreement, Daniel Bryan will be examined by WWE doctors and undergo impact testing and neurological evaluations after every match until WWE decides it's no longer needed. Good, because after fucking Tuesday, I'm sitting there going, (laughs) no, be careful. He has, I think he's only gotten faster in the time off. Well, he's fucking holding all that shit in. It's, it's like, like, did you ever go, like, a week or two without busting, and then it's fucking instant? It's been a long time since I've done that. Really? Well, yeah. Well, fucking make sure you got some extra fucking Kleenex or some shit handy, because it's going to be like that. Right. I, w- I equated it to, like, you have a little dog, and you're on a road trip in the car mm-hmm. and the little dog is in the back seat mm-hmm. and all the little dog wants to do is run around so as soon as the fucking door opens he just like that not to say Daniel Brown's a little dog but no, you, no you can say he's a little dog he kinda, he, like his hair he kind of looks like a little dog he's already taking <laughs> kicks to the face can we can we for, you take know it easy for, forget the kicks to the face the kick the corner kicks that he landed went right on his freaking head and neck yeah. But you know, like he, he always did. Yeah. But he, he was kind of saying, well, like before they said they will never clear him again. 
he was like, oh, you know, well, well, I could, I could slow down my style, I could change it up, not land on my head so much, and then boom, fucking, he's spiking himself. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, but faster. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Maybe he's just uh, fuck. Well, we all know you can go. Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe you change up your style though. Maybe that he, maybe he did. Maybe he did. You know, Cesaro said three little words one time after. What could have been a terrible, terrible, terrible injury, but thankfully wasn't. No more tope. No more topes. <laughs> no, no more topes. Like, yeah, you don't have to do all that. You're still the like, I guess now probably the best technical wrestler. Yeah. In wrestling. Yeah. Go with the technical shit. Yeah. Fuck. Come on. What? Or fucking. That, that, that animal, bring out that animal wrestling style you wanted to try. Yeah, yeah. The bear shit. <laughs> Dude, what do you, all the dream matches, bro. They just. <sighs> no, no. <laughs> the well, fuck okay. gates are all open. Right. Brian and Finn, if it happens, would be excellent, but I mean, Brian AJ. Come I'm on. looking more to Miz Daniel Bryan. That oh, shit's the- built in. Well, that storyline was excellent. Yeah, I feel like it never closed, bro. It never did. Yeah. That shit goes way back to the old NXT when it was on TV. Yeah. Exactly. You know? that, that That's his first friggin' WWE storyline. Yeah, I would love to see them feud over the WWE Championship someday. Miz would have to win it first. I don't think be so. Well. Not necessarily. Do you think Brian should win it, or do you think it should be a multi-person? What if... Okay, what if AJ or Shinsuke... What if he... What? Okay, what if Shinsuke beats AJ Styles, and then AJ Styles wants... A, AJ Styles gets his rematch against Shinsuke Nakamura, and he mm-hmm. loses. And Daniel Bryan, who never received a rematch, he never lost his championship... That's he never right. lost that belt. Thanks for reminding me. Never lost it. Had to give it up because of injury. Because of the, was it 30 days? The rule? Defending the championship? Remember that? Is Rem- that what it was? Remember? Yeah, that's a thing sometimes. Brock. Yeah, sometimes when you're not Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you see what happened was Paul Heyman just negotiated a ridiculous contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's and for Brock, it's not thirty days; it's thirty appearances. Right. Which could be like fucking six years. So yeah, legitimately, he does have a claim to that championship. Mm-hmm. So that would be cool too. It's a whole new fucking belt now and everything. Yeah, but that's still it's part a new of world. It. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just I'm just yeah, saying yeah. it's 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 a new world. The whole the whole landscape has changed. The landscape has changed. And what's uh what was up with Dolph? Said something to him. What was that about? I I don't know what that was about. Well, Dolph Ziggler's thing is that he's the best wrestler. Oh, so he now, wants to just and Daniel Bryan's like the oh, best. So now Dolph's heated because he's not anymore. Maybe or it's just being a competitor. Hmm. Like if I if it was me, I'd do the same thing. I'd want to fight. It's like uh, a UFC, you know, like the best guys here. Like the most over person in the company is Daniel Bryan. Yeah. If you're fighting the most over person in the company, then all eyes are on you. You get all the heat. Mm-hmm. So there you go. All right. Even if you don't think you could beat them, it's like 
just being in, just getting that the rub off the person. Yeah, I think uh, he fucking needs it. Yeah, I was, I was just kind of like wondering if I had missed something. No, nah, you somewhere. didn't miss anything. Right. You probably missed what it is to be a competitor. You don't have that hunger anymore, Rich Riz, which is why you're having trouble becoming the champion again. You gotta, you gotta go back to the hood. You gotta remember the hunger gotta, that you had. Gotta go back to the pool hall. You need to go to those younger, those younger guessers of matches. Look at the hunger. In their eyes, and remember when you had that hunger, and take that hunger, and come at me, bro, at WrestleMania. I will bring it, bro. Trust me. I will show up. Oh, you'll show up, all right. You'll show up, and you will guess incorrectly. You don't know that. I don't know that. <laughs> By the way, I do want to talk about that uh, that segment. Which segment? Brian and the, uh, Owens. And, and, yeah. Oh, well, first of all, good on Owens for changing his Twitter back to Kev- Fight Steen Fight. That's smart. It's really, it's further than I thought they would go, but Man, that's good. I wish I would have scooped that shit up first. Ha! Like, pay me, bitch. You want this? <laughs> <laughs> and it makes it makes me wonder if, like, how much control WWE's social media team has over the individual. Social media accounts, I guess. Well, so, cause like, we don't, I don't know if Steen changed it or if WWE changed it. I mean, oh, you try to give somebody credit for being smart? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm curious who it was. I mean, ultimately, probably Vince. Yeah, probably. Cause but, they even moved them to the alum section. Did you see that? I heard about it. I didn't mm-hmm. say, I'm not gonna fucking look. I, I, read I like it. to make sure they're crossing their eyes and dotting their T's. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I mean, as a segment, as a first segment back, I think Brian got just enough offense. Not look weak. Right. He could go. That wasn't a question of that. It's good. But it's two people, so they had to get the upper hand. Exactly. It was good. It was, it was completely well done. I'm wondering why, well, no, I'm not, but like, Let's put on the it's still real to me glasses, right? I'm wearing them right now. I see. Why didn't anyone come help him? Uh, I don't know. Who's still there? It's the end of the night. Maybe people are leaving, going off to the next town. AJ would still be there. That we know of. The whole 205 crew is there. So is the MMC guys. Well, they don't fucking care. Why didn't anybody help Shane? The same thing. Because his last name is McMahon. Yeah, okay. Well, if you're wanting to get into good graces, you try to help him. Plus, yeah. they don't want to add anybody else to the mix. The plan is... No, to- no, no. You took the glasses off. Uh, that's true. <laughs> well, that's it, man. I got nothing else for you, buddy. I can't help you with that. Uh, I guess that's enough. Yeah, I try not to think about it. That's Like Rick says, don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Oh, Sanchez. Yeah. Ah. Don't think about it. Like, in this context, you say, Rick, I'm like, Flair? When did he say that? Rick Steiner. <laughs> Remember the other day? You know, Rick Steiner, he called me the other day, and he told me not to think about it. <laughs> Rick Steiner. Fucking dog face gremlin. I never really... That's a Vince thing. That's a Vinceism. I figured, because I never it understood it. You're out, you're out. You're a dog-faced grandma. It's it's like Vince was smoking the weird weed that day. 
I wish Vince smoked weed. Do you think he doesn't? Do you think he never had? Well, I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has, but that dude doesn't. Like, he is some other thing. Imagine if he did. He has a dinosaur in his office. What? He has a Tyrannosaurus Rex skull behind his desk. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Like, if you ever want a literal piece of history, that's that's it. It's not just... It's the king of the dinosaurs, though. If you... It's on an Edging Christian Wow, that's a fucking metaphor. You've seen the Edging Christian show, right? Yeah. In one of the episodes, they're in Vince's actual office, and you see it. Yeah, like, the first two episodes, actually, and I, I never noticed. Yeah, it's there. I was too busy paying attention to fucking... Christian's still having that stupid fucking spray tan. Well, you're gonna see them induct the Dudley Boys. 3D. The Hall of Fame. Yup. Bet you're looking forward to seeing them then. And... Ivory's inducting Molly. Yeah, I'd love to hear Ivory talk. About Molly Holly. I sometimes wonder... Like, if they had, like, any heat. Like, behind the scenes. You know how women are. They hate each other. <laughs> are that, they? Did I ask? And is, I did. Is that ask, how they are, JBL? <laughs> I did ask before starting the podcast. <laughs> are we sexist, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, you're like, you know, I, I spoke to Molly Holly earlier this week, and she said, you know, earlier this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not have the uh, pleasure of speaking to Molly Holly on the phone. I've not had conversational relations with that woman. She did not text or call, but she might. Never know. Give me that inside scoop for, for to share with the book of verse. Yes. Filmmaker John Bravo finally released his expose video last week regarding convicted steroid dealer Richard Rodriguez, and he's claiming that due to the DEA being in possession of three of Rodriguez's phones and laptops, he has no evidence tying Roman Reigns to the ongoing steroid scandal. Because there is no evidence. Probably. You just racist, and he looks like some other fucking Samoan or long-haired <laughs> brown guy. Yeah, there you go. Piece he of shit. Probably one of the Usos. Nah. You, you wouldn't even know which. That's true. You wouldn't know which of them. Dick Eversall, who was Vince's partner in the original XFL. Oh, this shit. Yeah, this shit. Is starting his own football league called the Alliance of American Football, or AAF, with his son, Charlie. It's set to air exclusively on the CBS Sports Network will air in the NFL offseason, and it will start February 9th, 2019, a year ahead of XFL 2. According to Variety.com, they partnered with former NFL general manager Bill Polian, who managed the Bills, Colts, and Panthers in his 24-year career. They go on to say that the AAF will have full ownership of all the teams as opposed to the franchise model of the NFL, and that the league will, quote, Focus on player safety as well as fan participation through free live streaming games and integrated fantasy sports elements. More info is available at AAF.com and Variety.com. Because I know I got into a lot of detail there. And then I, 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 was fin- I read more of the Variety article and I'm like, there's a lot of info here. Like, they might be further along in their proceedings than the XFL is. What a dick. Ebersol. Way yes. to stab your friend in the back. I wonder if at first they were going to do it together to come back with the XFL. 
and they had like a disagreement and like how they wanted to do it and Dick's like fuck you I'm doing my own shit Maybe. and Vince is like oh yeah well I'm gonna beat you pal hmm. government couldn't beat me you're not gonna beat me you fuck or something I don't know or nothing I wonder if he found out like we found out I was like what probably <sighs> probably when I read it that's just, just now no, that's older than that. There will be some gameplay differences between the the AAL and the NFL. I don't remember what they are, but they're in they're on the uh, they're at least on the Variety dot com site. They're probably yeah, also on the instead of uh, hitting each other with each other, they're going to use pillows. It's going to be a pillow fight in the middle of the field to uh, get the ball. The cheerleaders should do that. No cheerleaders, bro. Why am I watching then? For football. Eh. Hmm. Nah. Nah. WWE legend Vader is set to undergo open heart surgery this Monday. Good and luck. And our last bit of news this week. For whoever knew who she was, Christy St. Cloud left NXT after mutually parting ways when her contract expired recently. Bye bye. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And there you have it. That is our appetizer. That's clickbait. This week. Is it? Yeah, because it's like you hear an announcer and you're like, oh no. Is it Percy Watson? <sighs> Wish. <laughs> is it Mauro Ronaldo again? No. Is it Nigel McGuinness? That's right. Mauro Ronaldo. It's me, Nigel McGuinness. Wouldn't mind. Oh, uh, you don't like him? Yeah. Well, well, before we get to episodes, what about the deletion? You want to talk about that? Okay, so. I want to know what your thoughts. Uh, okay, so I feel like between the two of us, well, no, you saw the, the, uh, impact stuff them. also. Now, there are going to be two types of people regarding the ultimate deletion, final deletion, whatever whatever they call whatever they call it. I don't even know. I call it the Wyatt deletion. There you go. Now I think it's ultimate deletion. I think so. Now first type is gonna be the WWE fan who never watched Impact and doesn't really know what the Matt Hardy's doing right now. And then there's fans like Jerry on the spot and myself who saw the whole thing, who saw the original transition of Matt Hardy into Broken Matt Hardy, you saw the all the other deletion videos, Final Deletion, the the Great War, and whatever the last one was, I don't freaking remember, it doesn't matter. So, to us, to me, it was mostly the same old shit. So, oh, it's fireworks, uh... Okay, so you go. The, so Bray Wyatt goes to the Hardy compound to have a match, and it's essentially three on one with Senior Benjamin as a distraction, Vanguard as a distraction, and Matt. And holy shit, three on one, Bray Wyatt loses. You didn't like it? I'm not saying I didn't like it. I haven't actually thought about whether or not I liked it. I loved it. Tell us, okay, tell us about it. Tell us what you loved about it. I like the, uh, chair of wheels versus the mower of lawns. Which one to use? That was silly. I like that Bray Wyatt spider walk can stop the mower of lawns. Mm-hmm. 
I liked uh, the land of obsolete men. Okay. Where they're like chasing after each other like a Scooby Doo type scenario. Yeah, I didn't love that. <laughs> like the dilapidated boat, Scars Guard. Scars Guard. <laughs> <laughs> the way he's just hamming it up where he's like, no, it cannot end this way. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Bray Wyatt got distracted by the globe. <laughs> and just, <laughs> he's got the whole world. <laughs> and then he gets caught and then <laughs> he just throws him into the fucking the, the lake of reincarnation. Mm-hmm. And then like Senior Bedrick and uh Oh, Matt's like, Mr. Benjamin, remove. No, Senor Benjamin. Senor Benjamin, remove the carcass of Bray Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's gone. <laughs> and, uh, and I like the Vanguard. Because he, he searched the entire lake. That's the point! Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. You got, uh, Rebby on the fucking piano and shit. Mm-hmm. That was cool. It was all sorts of fun because it was stupid. I love that. I like that shit. I like when you do stuff like that. I've been saying to do things like that. and But the thing is, Bray Wyatt is like one of the only characters in WWE right now that it can work with. Like, yeah. I don't see anyone else, you know, like, they've made the Ascension such a joke that you don't see them being able to transition to that where it's just not super silly like it would be cool mm-hmm. if they had like the ascension versus the hardys at the fucking hardy compound and some weird shit but yeah i could see that you can't really do too many of those because then it's like okay you know what i mean right but if you do you spread them out like by years i if there was one a year i'd be fine or, yeah. like, one every other year or whatever. They did three in Impact, and it was all within one year. I know. The Great War was good. It was different, because uh, Rosemary was involved. And she's great. She's fantastic. I think she's single-handedly carrying Impact's women's division. This but I, isn't your cue but to I talk digress. about Impact. I was about to bring <laughs> bring it back. I was bringing it back. Thank God. Now, I, I've been in the past accused of taking things too seriously. You think? <laughs> Just listen to yourself on this podcast. So, like, if I was, li- if I didn't see you, I would picture you with your nose way up <laughs> in the fucking air. You're like the, 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 the Hunter Hearst Helmsley fucking blue blood fucking pinky shit. Over here with this fucking guy. We're over here talking about uh, uh, pretend fights. And this guy over here. What pretend? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, this fucking guy. <laughs> you believe this shit? This is what I got to deal with. <laughs> uh, okay, so from the standpoint of someone that saw all the impact deletions, it was good, not great. There really weren't... Like, the only twist that hadn't happened before was that Bray disappeared in the lake. It's kind of a new twist. So, I, so there's speculation online that, they're, that they actually are going to repackage him. But you're looking forward to Raw. I'm looking forward to what Bray will come back as. Will he come back as 
Husky Harris. Will he come back as IRS Jr. as as has been speculated? He could come back as Jarrett Smackdown Bray Wyatt. And have actual powers. Actual powers. There's not a whole lot of difference. I mean, he has the power of the projector. Nah, but he's like a holy man now. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't even pay attention to my shit. No, I remember he healed, uh, was it Finn's shoulder? Yeah. He healed Finn's shoulder. Um, we don't know how. We don't know what happened. We don't know how. We weren't I, there. We I didn't, just know that he was okay. I didn't think necessarily that meant he was holy. I just thought that meant he has magical powers. So now, so now we know specifically they are holy magical powers. You know, I don't want to. This is one of those things that I kind of want to talk about, but I don't want to talk about. Don't spoil it. No, because I I just wonder how much attention people pay to my shows. Why? What else have I missed? Nothing. Okay, good. <laughs> so I know he's uh, hypnotizing or something, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler was be- reborn. Right. He, he's he's born again. He's the born Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with reborn Matt Seidel. Yeah, I don't watch that shit. I know. So yeah, you're... You said good, not great for the uh, deletion. Right, because like, it's all stuff we've seen before. And it kind of feels like it was just done to get rid of Bray hmm. for a little while. Does this mean Bray doesn't have a match at Mania? We don't know. Does this mean the Hardys don't have a match at Mania? We don't know. We got two more Raws to go? Yes. I think the one after this one is the go home. I think so. Because they would say it like 18 times. Yeah. Alright, so we got two, we got two Raws to go. Plenty of time for really anything. Yeah, because Roman got his ass kicked while handcuffed. So they would have been like, oh, he's fucking mm-hmm. WrestleMania's coming up and he's, he's gonna lose. That was a, that was a good segment. You think? I mean, predictable. You but know I it's a it was federal well offense to assault the U.S. Marshal? Well, it's a good thing they weren't. I know, but like, they looked like, they looked like they were cosplaying as the shield. A little bit. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we can only get these U.S. Marshals. But why shirts, are you going to so. attack them after they cuff you? Because he put his hands on them twice. Alright. Yep. Your face is on the truck. So you're just gonna come into the arena like in your wrestling gear? You're not gonna at least hide your appearance with like a hat or like a, a, a hoodie or not wear your own fucking merch? You know what I'm saying? Like he came there like he was dressed to wrestle. He's suspended. He's not supposed to be there. When Matt Hardy came back, he attacked Edge in street clothes. Yep, I remember. I have my hands up in mock surrender. Yeah. It, it, or like an exaggerated shrug. What are we doing? What? Just sell me the fantasy here, guys. Remember, we were, doing, we were saving the ridiculous for the end of the show. Right. Also, okay, yeah, getting back to that. Um, So some people online were upset because Michael Cole apologized for what we were about to see. Oh. In advance. Yeah, because he doesn't... I didn't even notice it. My, I noticed it. My buddy at work had to tell me about it because, like, you know, I was fucking playing my game and I, I tried to cool. know Michael Cole. Because Matt's responding to it that he's going to delete him. <laughs> I forgot what he called him. Probably an obsolete mule. Yes. There you go. That sounds about right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was cool. That's I. That's showing 
See, that is a clever technique by Michael Cole. See, now if you notice, Corey Graves was excited about it because mm. he's young and he's hip. Michael Cole is old and crusty. So, of <laughs> course, he's not going to understand it because he's not hip and cool. Look at his hair and look at Corey Graves' hair. Okay? What's with that dye job now? I don't know. Corey Graves' hair looks like, you know how you get the toothpaste and you put it on the brush, but like on the package? Yeah. Like the perfect? Yeah. Yeah, just like that. He's got toothpaste hair. But he's still fucking cool. So that's why, that's what they did there, you know? Okay. I don't remember how Coach reacted to, like, it being on or something. I don't think I heard Coach. I mentally delete Coach. Deleted! There you go. How delightful. Well, the car's already packed, to your point, so yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. Probably, I mean, Matt will probably be in the Andre. What if Bray Wyatt's going to be Braun Strowman's partner? The reincarnated one. Well, there are rumors of who his partner's going to be, and uh, it's not Bray. Oh, uh, okay. You want a rumor? Sure. They're saying it might be Joe. I don't like it. Me neither. Joe's a heel. Yeah. Joe should say yeah. And Braun's an obvious face. Mm-hmm. You know, not even you can be confused about it. Right. So Braun's been a face for quite a while. Um Quite a while to where a couple of weeks ago you weren't sure. About Braun? Yes. I was sure about Braun. No, you fucking weren't. At one point, you're like, I'm confused with Braun. Is he a face? Is he a face now? I'm like, yes, he's a face. Hmm. I have to convince you. Don't even fucking give me that. He's been a face for a while now. Well, he has. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you should keep taking your jinko biloba. I from. took it today. Good. Well, I don't know if there's anything else that we could talk about, but we... Oh, yeah. Alexa walked out on Asuka. She was obviously getting beat. Oh, yeah. And then she got chased by uh, Nia Jax. Yeah. Literally chased her out of the arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was that. Boy, yeah. was she angry. I really like the way they're booking Alexa and Nia and Asuka, the whole thing. Yeah. It's good. Um, Alexa is a really, really believable, mean girls kind of character. She's really good. At, I, she's a really good actress. Let me say that. She's a really good actress. Uh, to me, I think... When when stuff like that happens, you have some of that inside of you. You can deny it all you want. You can say that's not who you are. But if it comes easy to you like that, that shit's a part of you. That's just the way it is. Maybe, but... No, 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 no. There's no maybe. Her and Naya are legit best friends in real life. Oh, I get it. I get it. Okay. But... So you think she just white-knighted her online a few times and... No, 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 no. I'm just saying... That sometimes when you're really good at something, it's because it comes from a real place. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. I'm saying she's got some of that shit in her. Hmm. Also, I mean, because Alexa Bliss did have an eating disorder because she thought like, well, uh, whichever the one is where you think you're fat, so you body uh, dysmorphia. Okay. I was thinking either anorexia or bulimia. Oh. But- I don't remember. I know one of them is, yeah. I thought, did both of them make you, 
One of them, one of them you, you don't eat, and the other one you make yourself puke. Yeah, one, yeah, one of them makes what? Bulimia is the one where you make yourself puke. I believe it. Anorexics the one where you don't eat. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't remember. These are all woman diseases. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're not sexist. Remember that part where I asked if we were sexist? Yeah. <laughs> we're not sexist. No. Just this, is just this is just for fun. We believe in female empowerment. I like empowered females. Yeah, me too. And now... The moment the Book of Earth has been waiting for weeks for if they what, remember. four or five weeks, <laughs> we have our episode starting with Riz's Raw. As usual. Which always starts with a recap of last week's Raw. In case you don't remember, because I don't remember. Just in case you forgot who the hell he is. That's right. Emma and Asuka beat Sasha and Bailey when a vicious Emma made Sasha tap to the Emma lock. Emma then put Sasha in the Asuka lock, drawing the ire of the champ. Rusev demanded a U.S. title match after causing Jack Swagger to tap to the accolade in a relatively one-sided match. The Revival Club and Authors of Pain brawled backstage, leading Riz to make a triple threat main event. Riz is secretive about the Blake Murphy situation and his plans for the tag titles at Booker Mania. Ryback beat Mojo Rawley with a shell shock in a match that was intended to show Darren Young what's in store for him at Booker Mania. The, the champ AJ Styles is touchy about discussing the Bullet Club. And the main event, the club pinned Dawson in the chaotic triple threat main event while the New Day watched on the monitor in the back while standing sideways. That's how you watch the monitors. There's no other way. Yeah, there is no other way. You want to stand in front of it like a fucking plebe? Yeah, it's just weird. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, like, you're sitting in front of the TV when you're watching at home, but, you know, when you're... When you're on TV, it's a special occasion. You you want some variety. Show some professionalism. Segment one. U.S. champ Shinsuke Nakamura comes out to the ring. And he says... Because I, I, I'm not... I'm not even going to attempt... Because he accent. must sound really racist. Right. <laughs> You're too white for this. Like every, like every time you try to do a Nakamura accent. What are you talking about, bro? Exactly. Just say R's instead of L's. Oh, boy. <laughs> Last week, Rusev said he wants his U.S. title match. Rusev has never beaten me, but I've never beaten Rusev. He impressed me by lasting longer than anyone in the Booker Rumble as the number one entrant. Next week, at Bookamania, I want to defend my title against Rusev. He puts the mic down and leaves, and we see Lana looking sexy backstage watching a monitor from a couch while Rusev lifts weights. Segment 2 the announcers tell us that ahead of their respective train trainees' battle at Booker Mania, Bob Backlund and the Iron Sheik have agreed to a match. Iron Sheik's in a wheelchair. Not on Riz's Raw. That's a miracle. We ignore injuries. No, I got- the Riz has a Lazarus pit <laughs> in his office inside of one of those like kiddie pools. Maybe like I, those little ones. Maybe I gave Bray Wyatt a call. How dare you try to use my talents? You can't do that, okay? I forbid it. Okay. Say so you have a Lazarus pit in like a kiddie pool. I have a Lazarus pit in a kiddie pool. You let the sheik in there. It said, which there is, baby, let me use. <laughs> I want to use the Lazarus pit or I will break your back and make you humble. It's funny. That started off sounding a little like Dusty. Yeah, I know. But sheiky, baby. Yeah, sheiky, baby. <laughs> 
Each man has their trainee in their corner. Slow pace to start, but the less slow Backlund uses his, quote, speed advantage to take down the Sheik. Darren Young is shouting encouragement from the outside, and Sheik slowly turns the table, but is distracted when Ryback blindsides Young, allowing Backlund to lock in the cross-faced chicken wing. And it must be past Sheik's bedtime because he's napping. Backlund and Ryback leave. Young calls for a stretcher for the Sheik. EMTs bring one out, and after they get the Sheik loaded onto it, Darren Young goes under the ring, grabs a pillow and a blanket, puts a pillow under Sheik's head, and tucks him in as they head to the back. Obviously, I just wanted to make that just a silly comedy segment. That's weird. I thought it was fun. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> just I'm just picturing it. Yeah. That looks Did funny. he give him like a stuffed... I was going to do that, but I figured that would be too over the top. <laughs> what? I mean, you, you, I don't know what that means. Over the top? <laughs> yes. <What is> that? <laughs> okay. Segment three. Dasha sees the club backstage. Gallows Anderson, last week, AJ Styles vehemently denied any recent involvement with you two and that the Bullet Club exists only in Japan, and he did want to discuss what you said to him two weeks ago. Can you clue us in? Gallows says, yeah, I'll, I'll clue you in. I'll clue the whole WWE universe in, because they obviously don't know who you are. He turns directly to the camera. This is Dasha Fuentes, ladies and gentlemen. I know you've never heard of her because she doesn't even have 50,000 Twitter followers. I've got over 300,000 for any of her fellow nerds keeping track. He turns back to Dasha. There, now you're clued in. Carl Anderson just mutters, nerds, as they walk off. Did you look up his followers? I did. Good. I, I had to look up her followers, too. I'm like, I'm like, no one knows What if she has questions. more? What if she has more? <laughs> Is that what you thought? What if she has more? I gotta make sure. I know, I, I did that before I wrote it. Oh, okay. It's did, funnier did Segment four. Michael Cole tells us that Tom Phillips has an interesting development in the parking lot. Thanks, Michael. I've been hanging out back here because Riz says nobody likes me, but I saw Dean Ambrose pull up in his car just before the start of the show, and he's just been sitting there having an animated phone conversation. He walks up to Dean's car and taps on the window. Dean, hey, hey, sorry to interrupt, but Tom, 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 stop. Can't you see I'm in the middle of a conversation? I'm trying to work something out here. Tom says, I saw, but can you tell us who you're talking to? Myself, Tom. I'm talking to myself. Who else would know what I'm going through, Tom? Who better to help me out than me, huh? We're all, we're all we've got in this world, Tom. I, me, and myself are the only people I can count on in life. So why wouldn't I consult myself when I need to figure stuff out, Tom? Now, are you done? Can I get back to my conversation now? Yeah, yeah Dean, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you said that. Now, where was I? And he rolls the window back up. This is why nobody likes Tom Phillips. First of all, whose business is it of yours? Who is all the fault with? Will you wait till I get to the punchline? Cause you just, you just said it. Tom says, okay guys, back to you. And JBL says, this is why nobody likes him. I think I might be JBL. <laughs> <laughs> you could be. I think you should use what I said. That's better. <laughs> this is why no one likes you, Tom? I did the whole thing. Uh. <laughs> who asked, what business is it? <laughs> That's not even right. He's a reporter. He's trying to report on stuff. There's reporting and it is being nosy. He wants to know why he drove to the arena to not get out of his car. Hmm. Like, did did you come here to work or what's happened? Yeah. Segment five. By the way, Book of Verse, I apologize. I only have seven segments, but they are loaded, I think. That's what she said. Hi-yo! This is actually the first segment I wrote. Club versus the New Day. 
Before the New Day come out, we see Kofi laid out backstage, and Ian Woods are calling doctors over. They get him looked at, then go to the ring saying they know the club had something to do with it, trying to take out their most experienced member. The match doesn't even start as New Day attack the club as they're on the way out. They brawl towards the ring, where the more vicious club take control. They're about to bring out chairs and tables when AJ Styles' music hits. He runs out, talks, talks to the club, tries to calm them down, taking the chair out of Gallo's hands. Woods starts to get up, and AJ turns around and levels him with the chair. It's a brutal three-on-two assault now with the champ AJ Styles directing traffic. The number one contender to the global championship, Samoa Joe, then runs down to even the odds, and he's followed by the Ascension, who have been clamoring for a title shot themselves, and the now-reformed Bullet Club makes a hasty retreat through the crowd. Samoa Joe grabs a mic. AJ Styles! I should have seen this coming. I've known you far too long to know that when you and your butt club buddies start whispering sweet nothings in each other's ears that you've got, you're up to something. Let me tell you, AJ, I don't care. Bring the Bullet Club. Bring Gallows and Anderson, Kenny Omega, the Bucks, Cody. Hell, get Finn over here from SmackDown. I don't care. Bring them all to our match at Booker Mania. Let them all watch as I make you tap or nap. And as AJ and Joe shout at each other off mic, we go to commercial. I'm trying to compete with Superior? No. So what you're trying to do? No. I wish Finn Balor wasn't the champion. Then we could have did Superior versus Bullet Club. At Pokemania. Mm. I was gonna, I was, I was thinking about referring to Finn a little bit more obliquely. Same, bring the guy they used to call a prince over here. I don't know what obliquely means. How dare you bring these foreign words into this podcast, you son of a bitch. It, it's English. Fuck you, bro. I don't know what they mean. So it's foreign. Look up my friend Miriam Webster. Miriam! <laughs> Again, you invoke your buddy into this podcast. I feel like I'm being ganged upon. Segment 6. Charlie Caruso has a sit-down interview with Asuka and Emma, who will battle for Asuka's Women's World Championship next week at Bookermania. Charlie says, Emma, we've seen a newfound viciousness out of you over the past few weeks. Where has this come from, and do you think it'll be enough to beat Asuka, who hasn't been pinned or made to submit in a traditional one-on-one match since arriving in WWE? Emma just stares at Asuka with a creepy grin. Asuka, how do you plan to combat Emma's new style? Do you have any new tricks up your sleeve? Asuka just stares at Emma. Creepy grin. Or are you just going to have them stare at each other? Charlie looks back and forth between the two of them. Creepy grin. They're not even blinking and barely look like they're breathing. Charlie says, Okay, this is too weird for me. I'm leaving. She gets up to leave. And as she goes out the door, Sasha and Bailey rush in and attack them. Asuka takes out Sasha at the same time that Emma takes out Bailey, and Champion and Challenger get nose-to-nose, still smiling as we go to commercial. Segment 7. Main Event. Revival versus the Authors of Pain. The match barely gets started when the Bullet Club run down, laying out the Revival, then taking advantage of the 3-on-2 numbers on the Authors of Pain. It's about to get ugly when General Manager The Riz comes out with a mic. Gentlemen, 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 you might want to knock it off. And let me talk if you don't want to have your buddy AJ Styles stripped of the championship right now. Riz has everyone's attention. Since we clearly have the hottest tag division in wrestling today, I set a goal to have this division make history at Booker Mania. I conceived a concept and tasked our world-renowned engineers to make it happen. I just got off the phone with the head of the project, and he assured me 
that we can ha- that it'll happen and we can move forward with it. Now, I assume you all want a title match and that you all want to make history of Booker Mania. So, you might want to save your energy because this one is going to be a doozy. At Booker Mania, the New Day will defend their tag championships against the Bullet Club and the Authors of Pain and the Revival and the Ascension in the first ever No, I'm not copying you. I thought of this way before. First ever Elimination Cell Match. It's a Hell in a Cell type cell with chamber pods in each corner and all the same rules of a chamber match. However, obviously, without the chamber floor, you'll be able to get under the ring and use whatever weapons you find there. Oh, by the way, per our meeting two weeks ago, Blake and Murphy are cashing in their title shot at Booker Mania and will be the sixth team in the cell. At this point, the three teams start brawling again, and the Ascension run down to join the fray. Via split screen, the tag champs The New Day are shown getting evaluated by the medical team. Then Blake and Murphy are shown watching the action from a posh locker room with an indiscernible third figure, third figure standing in the shadows, nodding as we go off the air. Third finger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said finger. I did say finger. You son of a bitch. I... I'm about to have an elimination chamber match. This How is- am I supposed to fucking do this when you have a fucking cell chamber with the tag teams in it? I th- cut my legs out from I underneath th- me. I thought of this in December. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. You can't even remember six that was podcasts when, ago. That you- was when I started my flowing notes. <laughs> Try to scoop me, bro. I should date you're, you're, you're dick ever soling me. <laughs> you just tried to slip me the dick. I'm not trying to slip you the dick, you bro. Should, you're trying to slip me the dick, I'm bro. not. <laughs> you guys trying to slip me the dick, people. First of all, it's a little difficult to try to slip it, because, you know, it's a little obvious. But no, I'm not trying to slip you the dick. There is no dick slipping going on. Maybe we should call it ever soling. I feel like it's a little much. I don't uh, It's a, It's a weird name word thing. Well, let's just use dick? Yeah. Okay. It's a lot easier to say. You know I'm lazy, right? Yeah, it comes out of your mouth easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't go in. Well, how's it going to go in? How's it going to come out if it never went in? Because I just say it. I'm just saying a word, not... Okay. There's no physical object. I'm trying to fucking... Just... Alright. I trust you. Why is this thing on? Shut off. So, I don't know how to compete with this. Uh, oh, I didn't... Well, obviously, I liked the episode. Thank you. Because I, I was interacting with you. Mm-hmm. It was fun writing the, uh, the Sheik Backlund match, as I'm short sure. as it was. <laughs> okay, welcome. Welcome, everybody. My name is... New announcer guy I don't have a name for, and boy, <laughs> tonight is SmackDown. The final episode of SmackDown before... The side quest of the immortals, Booker Mania. And tonight we've got, we've got a special show to you. I, I've been, I've been informed by general manager Angelo Dawkins that there will be a sit down interview, myself and superior to find out what their motives are, what their plans to do here and Finn Balor's thoughts on Possibly facing either Luke Harper, Chris Jericho, 
Cesaro, Randy Orton, Triple H, or The Miz. And if it even matters, we're also going to have the official contract signing between Becky Lynch and Nia Jax. What could possibly go wrong? Everything. That's what, because this is the gold standard. I'm being notified that the first match of the evening is to take place right now. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna take you to, to, to ringside with announcer somebody. This match is scheduled for one fall. They don't do that here. So if you just did one fall, I got something for you. Middle finger. Nerds. I hate that. You bunch of marky nerds. Sucks. Unless you're a big fan of the show, in which case, you're alright. Keep it in England. This first match is, uh, we're gonna have Ty Dillinger, and he's gonna face off against Dolph Ziggler, the born one. Hmm. And Dolph Ziggler comes out first, and of course he's He's, he's got his hand outreached on either side as he's walking and he's, he's just, he's just pulling his hands outwards towards everyone like he's touching their hands and his hands touching them hands. Like, like the Neil Diamond song. You know, Sweet Caroline. Ba, ba, ba. Hands. Mm-hmm. Reaching out. He's reaching out to you. And they're booing him because they don't know what to make of him. And Ty Dillinger's in the ring already. I gave him the jobber entrance. Just like they did to him on SmackDown. Did you see that? Yes. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I right. see that. So. It's because they don't want them training. I know. Yeah, it's stupid. But yeah. we do it here. We do it here on Jer SmackDown. And the bell rings. And boy. What a contest. These two are duking it out. Dolph Ziggler, the best wrestler. He thinks he's the best wrestler. And he's got the holy spirit of Bray Wyatt in, inside of him. And Ty Dillinger is, he's, he's a valiant effort. Valiant effort. And, uh, when uh, Dolph Ziggler knocks down, uh, Ty Dillinger with a move. You know, whatever move you like for knocking down. That's what just happened, because that's how Jer Smackdown gets down. Uh, so, uh, Ty Dillinger's, like, hurt, he's hurt his head, and, and Dolph Ziggler extends his hand and helps, he helps, Dolph, he helps Ty Dillinger up, and then he hits him with the zigzag! And he's pinned him for the three. Your winner, Dolph Ziggler. And then he, he's we're in a in in the backstage area where we have general manager Angelo Dawkins and he's talking to Kid Kayak. Kid Kayak, I'm glad you came here. Glad you came to my office because I I texted you because we're friends like that. We text each other. We we don't have to call each other. Yeah, I got I got your message. Angelo Dawkins, my friend, because we're still friends, even though you don't show me any special treatment whatsoever. That's right, Kid Kayak. I'm here to tell you that at WrestleMania, you have a match. 
Booker Mania. <laughs> at, at, at Booker Mania. Tam Dawkins, I really thought I was going to be at WrestleMania. Sorry, man, but it's Booker Mania for you. Are you going to have a match against Elias? Like a singles match? That's right, Kid Kayak. You're the number, you're, you're gonna face off against Elias for the Intercontinental Championship at Booker Mania. I can't believe it. Don't believe it, Kid Kayak, cause you earned it. You, you, you went through all these trials and tribulations I put you through, and you, and don't worry, because Liv Morgan is banned from ringside. And she's not going to interfere in your match. And you're going to have a shot at becoming Intercontinental Champion. I'm sorry, am I boring you? No. You looks like you're reading something. I can see you. <laughs> Multitasking. You son of a bitch. I was looking I was looking at you. You are. I'm I was sorry. paying attention. And you're fucking reading stuff. That makes me think you don't like what's going I on. I do. You better leave all this shit in. Of course. No. You got to leave this in. Why? Because it's the truth. And it'll be funny. Damn it. Anyway, I lost my thought because of your rudeness. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Kid Kayaks is the number one. Kid Kayak is the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship at Booker Mania. He's facing off Elias. So, I got two matches. Yes. Two matches right now. Two. Two. As Kid Kayak is leaving, John Cena just shoves past him. Kid Kayak's like, hey, man. Can't you see I'm walking here? Yeah, I do. But maybe it's you who couldn't see me. <laughs> and then the, the audience is like, boo. <laughs> Speaking of which, Dawkins, it looks like you can't see me either because Booker Mania is coming up and I don't have a match. Well, I gave you the opportunity, John Cena. The opportunity... That you lost to Luke Harper, I believe. You were there. You lost to somebody, and you're not. You're not. You're not going to be. You're not in the elimination chamber match, which would you would have had an opportunity, but you, you you failed. And this is Angelo Dawkins SmackDown. Nobody here. Nobody gets special treatment. So I'm going to ask you to leave my office right now. Because that's not how you get matches. John Cena storms out. And so far it looks like John Cena does not have a match at Booker Mania. Hmm. Next, we have a special guest. And, and, and to, to address the WWE universe. When it goes crashing down, it hurts That's right, guys. It's the return of the immortal Hulk Hogan right here on Jer Smackdown. Everybody's, it turns out the crowd is divided. Half the crowd is silent with their arms crossed. And the other half are cheering. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here to address my Hulkamaniacs out there. 
and former Hulkamaniac's brother. I don't know if you know this, but recently the Hulkster's been in some controversy, brother. And I'm here, I'm here to apologize, brother. I'm here to tell you all that we're all God's children. And it doesn't matter, brother. It doesn't matter where you're from or who you are, brother. Everybody's good, good people here. And I wanted to apologize. And I'm really sorry. And everyone's cheering. Yay, Hogan's back and he apologized. We forgive <laughs> you. When all of a sudden... Somebody go get the ass kicked. <laughs> Somebody go get the we split. I know that's who it would be. Somebody go to get the ass kicked. It's Mark Henry, and he's got a big old smile on his face. It looks like he's happy to see the immortal Hulk Hogan, everybody. And Mark Henry makes his way to the ring. He's happy as hell. He sees Hulk Hogan, and Hulkster, he extends his hand to Mark Henry, and Mark Henry shakes hands with Hulk Hogan, and boy... And then Mark Henry pulls Hogan in for a... He's hugging him. They're hugging each other. What What a lovely, lovely... And, and boy, it seems like the hug is just a stiff hug here. They're just standing still now. Mark Henry is squeezing. He's squeezing Hulk really hard. <laughs> so get some help out here. And then he just... Slams Hulk Hogan in a body slam. What's going on? Mark Henry... Picks him up and he puts him in a world's largest slam. And then it's a leg drop on the Hulkster. Ah, oh, the irony. Mark Henry says, Welcome back, Hulk. Welcome to the Hall of Pain. And then his music plays. Somebody gonna get the ass kicked. Somebody gonna get the weak split. Some people are cheering and some people are not cheering. What? the hell just happened here? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we know what happened. <laughs> Hogan's went from the Hall of Fame to the Hall of Pain, brother. Oh, his head. And uh, Hogan's helped back to ringside, and uh, everybody's worried about him. Hmm. Angelo Dawkins backstage. Hulk Hogan? Who authorized this? <laughs> You just show up when all of a sudden his phone goes off with a text message. Oh shit. I guess I'll make this announcement later. Hmm. We got ourselves another match with Booker Mania. Alright. Hello everyone. I'm announcer that Jerry didn't make a name for yet. <laughs> and I'm here with an exclusive interview with Superior. And it's Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Alistair Black, Alberto Del Rio is hurt still. Or dead. Or worse. We don't know, guys. We just don't know. Uh, everybody's, uh, dressed in suits. Because that's how Superior gets down. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thank you for having us. Announcer who Jerry hasn't named yet. <laughs> We're here to answer all of your questions. Yeah, that's right, me, Seth Rollins here. And Alistair Black. Well, he's not really going to say anything. He doesn't really talk much. Alistair Black simply nods. 
Well, my first question is, what brought you guys together? What, what caused you guys to form this group? And what are your plans for this, for Jer Smackdown? First of all, I don't know who this Jer is. Why is it his Smackdown? <laughs> it's going to be Finn Smackdown. Superior Smackdown from here on out. Because we're here to talk to you and tell you why this is happening. This is because we're sick and tired of guys like Angelo Dawkins, guys like Rich DeRiz, guys like Shane McMahon, guys like Stephanie McMahon, and guys like Triple H going around here thinking they can control our lives. We want to change the rules. Matches made by wrestlers for wrestlers. A committee headed up by Superior because it was our idea and we are the best. And if it were up to me, I would have a committee of the best wrestlers and also maybe not so good wrestlers to represent the good hands. <laughs> That's right, Finn. Me, Seth Rollins here, because Jerry can't do a good Seth Rollins. Let me tell you what. We're, we're sick and tired of the crap. We're getting tired of the Rich Rizzes and the Angelo Dawkins with their fancy suits. You know, Angelo Dawkins, he's nothing but a failure. An NXT failure. And all of a sudden, he gets all shredded and gets all these talents. And he thinks he can sit here and make matches for us. Well, let me tell you, you better get your damn stupid headband back on, Angelo Dawkins, and step in the ring and lock up before you think you can tell us what to do. Oh, don't get hot, mate. Relax. <laughs> don't mind Seth, Seth Rollins here. He's a very excitable individual. But he's not wrong. He's not wrong. We're the best. We're the best there are. We're better than Roman Reigns. We're better than your Kid Kayaks, your Triple H's. That's right, I say H's, H's. <laughs> We're sick and tired of your Chris Jericho's and all those other jabronis in the back. And your rocks that show up every now and again. Your Brock Lesnar's because I'd kick his ass too if he wasn't so afraid of me. That's why he's hiding over there on Riz's Raw because he can't handle this. <laughs> Only the best wrestlers are superior. Wow. Well, that really answered all of my questions except one. Who would you like to face out of the challengers selected uh, in the elimination chamber that's going to take place at the main event tonight? Let me tell you something, Sonny Jim. Finn Balor will fight Luke Harper. He will fight... <laughs> I'm sorry. The Miz. The <laughs> Miz is in the Elimination Chamber. I don't even know how he qualified. He's nothing but a piece of shite. He better stick to doing Marine 7, 8, and 9. He needs to stay in his lane. He's nothing. And then you've got Chris Jericho and Triple H in there. The both of them added up together are older than the world's oldest man. 
Because that, that would be like 100 and something. I don't think anyone's older than that. But you know, I'm saying they're old. They're dinosaurs. And, and look at this. Cesaro. Who did he ever beat? I, I'll fight all of them if I have to. But luckily, only one of those failures are going to make it to the main event that maybe I'm in or maybe I'm not. Because let me tell you, it doesn't matter who closes Bookamania. The main event is when this championship is defended. Not that made-up global championship that Rich Deriz has on his shite show. Let me tell you something else. If Rich Deriz was here, I'd shove my foot so far up his ass, he'd be spitting up my toenails. Boy, strong, strong words. You, as a matter of fact, I've got better things to do. We're out of here. We've got women to satisfy. We've got chamber matches to watch. And we've got donuts to feed to our private fat man. What? <laughs> Shut up! And then they take off their uh, wired mics and they fucking bail. Mm. What a segment! <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I, I I felt like I might I might have gone off the rails a little bit, but I thought all of that was great. It was. Not to jerk myself. I off just gotta here. find my running notes so I can fucking put in that it's gonna be Finn against one of my guys at SummerSlam. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I am here to make an announcement. I've been given a message as per of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Another match has been added. Mark Henry will be facing the immortal Hulk Hogan fresh out of retirement at Booker Mania in a no Holds barred match. Wow. Hmm. A, a no holds barred match. Reminds me of the movie that Hulk Hogan was in. No holds barred. Remember that? That was a movie. With Tiny Zeus Lester. Yeah. Remember him? Lister, yes. Yeah. Like Listerine. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's happening. Backstage segment. You ready, Randy? You ready for this? Yeah, you know, I know we've had our differences, Roman, in the past, but you helping me train for this Elimination Chamber match, it's been, it's been surreal, man. Thank you. You know, Randy Orton, I don't mean to, you know, get emotional with you, but, it's been a long time since I've had a friend like you who understands what it means to be the best in the business. And I know you heard what those guys at Superior said. But they're gonna, they're gonna realize that they have no idea what's coming for them at Booker Mania because at Booker Mania, it's gonna be Superior Versus our tag team. And don't you worry. Because after this. I'll fight Valor. And defend our tag team championships. And we're going to party. Three belts. As long as. As long as you keep your promise Orton. Remember. 
you win that championship. After Balor gets his rematch, you and me for the championship. And we'll still be tag team champions. We're going to run this business. Hmm. End segment. I don't even know how many segments I did. You expect me to know? I'm just Okay. You know, Other segment. Tell you stories. Um, it's Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. Okay. They fight. And, uh, boy, not much of a contest. Braun Strowman is just beating Bray Wyatt pillar to post. And Bray Wyatt somehow is just able to take the beating so much the fact that Braun Strowman is becoming exhausted. Hmm. When Bray Wyatt does that running battering ram move that he does and just takes the wind out of Braun Strowman and then hits him with the sister Abigail for the three. Wow. Wow, right? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And he didn't kick out. Hit the finisher. Hmm. It was a wrap. That's it. Gotta protect sister Abigail. Next, we have the contract signing. Is there not enough in-ring stuff for you, or you think it's fine? It's fine. Okay. I'm I'm better at this other stuff. (laughs) So, next, Becky. Hello, everybody. My name is Pervy Rigginouser, and I'm doing (laughs) this contract signing here for Nia Jax and Becky Lynch. Yeah. All right. Get your dollar bills ready, ladies and gentlemen, because this is going to be a doozy. We got two lady wrestlers coming to the ring, and they're going to sign a contract. Up first is Becky Lynch. She's in the ring, and and she is serious. And she's dressed in a pantsuit. That's weird. And then here comes Nia Jax. And she's... She's not like most girls. She, she, she's just not some pra- plastic little princess. No sorry, Bob. And she's a champion. And she probably has a championship and she's always dressed for battle. She comes in. Becky Lynch is already sitting. She's got her legs crossed on top of the table. You know? She doesn't give a fuck. She's not, she's not, she's not intimidated by Nia Jax at all. Nia Jax is like, whatever, bitch. She's <laughs> not even going to sit. She's going to stand. Because she doesn't want to sit. She's ready for action. So, ladies. You know, normally these things devolve into people tearing at each other and pulling hair and clawing and touching and feeling. So, uh, if you guys want to get down to that, and, uh, oh, oh, what's happening here? Nia Jax is beating the holy hell out of Pervy Ring Announcer. <laughs> she just put him through the table. Picks up her contract, signs it, slams it on the table. And Becky Lynch was able to get away from the broken table, signs her name, and closes it. And just drops it on the Pervy Ring Announcer guy. Pervy Watson. Pervy Watson. <laughs> so yeah, then they both leave. Well, that that went different. 
And now. And now. And now. For the main event of the evening. It's time for the Elimination Chamber match that will determine the number one contender for Finn Balor of Superiors. WWE Championship. The one with all the lineage. The real belt. The belt that matters. Such a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Held by Bruno San Martino. Triple H. Who's in this match? Entering. Okay, so. Harper is in, is gonna be in first. He's the first guy in the match. And he's wrestling against Randy Orton. Uh, and, and in the other chamber, you know, you're gonna, you, you know, Harper is, no, never mind. Triple H is in a chamber. Orton's in a chamber. Cesaro's in a chamber. And Jericho's in a chamber. Uh, they can be wherever you want them to be in your imagination. Actually, you know what? Yeah, they can see each other anyway. Uh, <laughs> while in the pods, Jericho and Triple H are just fucking yelling shit at each other. <laughs> just like talking all the shit. Chris Jericho literally has like a cushion under his butt. He's got like a pillow behind his head. He's got a little blanket. And and then he goes to Triple H that he's going to take a nap. He's not even going to bother fussing with him. <laughs> so Jericho's taking a nap because, if you recall, uh, he won the rights to be the sixth man in the chamber. So he's out last. So he's going to have the advantage here. So Harper and Randy Orton, they're wrestling. They know each other. They know each other pretty well. They're fighting with uh, Luke Harper having the upper hand. When all of a sudden, do, do, this is me. The light is going over the chambers, the three ones, the three chambers, because the last one is Jericho, if you're paying attention. And it lands on Cesaro, the Swiss Superman. He's out next. And he joins in on the fray, and he's taking it to both of them. There's gates on faces, asses on outsides from slams. Uh, uh, Cesaro wrestling, wrestling his ass off against Luke Harper while Orton takes a powder. And then the next chamber opens, and it's, it's, it's The Miz. The Miz is next. And, and he's teaming up with Randy Orton, and they're, they're taking it to, to Luke Harper. While Cesaro is taking a powder, it's his turn to take a powder. When all of a sudden, uh, Randy Orton and, and uh, Miz put Luke Harper through uh, one of the empty pods, and he's he's down for the count. Orton's gonna go for a pin, but the Miz decides to help help uh, Randy Orton get uh, Luke Harper's body into the match. So he can pin him. And Randy Orton, he pins Luke Harper. Notice that the Miz does not try to break the pin. He helps <laughs> Randy get the pin to get rid of Harper. Wow. Because that's what you do. That's some good uh, psychology there. Yeah. Oh, no. Sorry. I don't need it anymore. 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 
don't need it anymore. All right. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that wasn't me trying to pace myself. No. That's a rebob. Anyway, back to the wrestling, guys. So, yeah. Uh, Luke Harper has been eliminated. So, it's still Cesaro, Miz, and Orton when Triple H's pod opens up. It's all about the game and how you play it. No, his music doesn't play. That's just me. It played earlier. It's okay. doing it. Yeah, it played earlier. <laughs> yeah, Motorhead was there with a new guy. Aw. Uh, Lemmy's Hologram. <laughs> they have the rights to it. Alright. Uh, so, Triple H and Randy Orton are fighting each other because they have a history. Cesaro and Orton fighting it out. When a blinding white light just hits Cesaro right in the eyes. <laughs> and Randy Orton hits Cesaro with an RKO out of nowhere. And Cesaro is eliminated. Wow. Randy Orton so far has two eliminations. Two. Incredible. So Triple H is fighting the... Is is fighting the uh, the Miz now, and um, the Miz and Triple H are battling it out. And uh, Triple H hits that six spine buster he likes to do <laughs> that that Arn Anderson style spine buster on the Miz, and the Miz is down. Triple H takes his attention to Randy Orton, and they're fighting. When all of a sudden, Chris Jericho's pod opens up. And Chris Jericho goes straight for the game. Don't break a hip, old man. Hmm. The both of them are fighting it out. And Randy Orton and The Miz, their alliance is over. Randy Orton goes for The Miz, props him up to try to RKO him. Miz shoves Randy Orton into the ropes, does a body slam for some reason. And then Randy Orton is trying to get to his feet. But here comes the it kicks. And everybody's doing the yes. When all of a sudden he's going to do the spin. And then Randy Orton's going to go for an RKO. But the Miz shoves Randy into the ropes. And then he hits an RKO on Randy Orton. Uh. Go for the cover. One, two, three. Oh my God. God! Oh my God! The Miz has eliminated Randy Orton with the RKO! What a shock to everybody! Including this guy! Who's doing this right now. <laughs> I, I'm really glad I got this job. <laughs> Calling wrestling matches is what I've always wanted to do. Anyway. What, what, what's the action here happening? Oh! Uh, <laughs> Triple H and Jericho by God <laughs> I was about to say Triple H by himself Triple H and Chris Jericho still wrestling The Miz just in the cut just chilling Randy Orton is uh, walking to the back all injured when there's a ruckus in the crowd What? someone's attacking him where's security security what's going on there's a, this guy's beating the holy hell out of Randy Orton with a pipe. He's got a pipe. Where the police? Get out here, somebody. And, and backstage, 
the 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 backstage the security they're trapped is a uh uh one of those uh trucks in front of their door and this this master assailant is beating up Randy Orton where's Roman Reigns where's Roman Reigns why isn't anybody helping him and all of a sudden the assailant removes his mask it's Dean Ambrose Dean Ambrose is here that son of a bitch he was he was on Raw and now he's deep from he came from Smackdown he went to Raw he's back on Smackdown and he he is injured he, I just t- t- Randy Orton is, is motionless I can't ladies and gentlemen this is if you have small children I cover their eyes uh they they shouldn't be seeing this this is and 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 as quickly as he got there this this Dean Ambrose he's he's disappeared into the crowd he's just because he's every man this Dean Ambrose he could just be anyone there's just nothing special about him if you don't see his creepy face he's just a guy in jeans and a hoodie he's just gone i just the action's still going on in the ring folks the paramedics they're removing Randy Orton's lifeless body. He's not dead. I'm just saying he looks <laughs> lifeless. Uh, I'm sure if it was Del Rio, he would be dead. But no, <laughs> we like Randy Orton here. Uh, gosh. Um, it's going to be hard to go back to the action after this. Uh, the tag team title match at Booker Mania is in doubt. We might not have a tag team title match, brothers. We might not. I direct you back to the ring to Elimination Chamber in progress. Here we go. Chris Jericho and Triple H just taking it to each other. When Chris Jericho does a, 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 a lion tamer on Triple H, the lion tamer. He's, uh, he's really extending the, uh, lower back there, uh, working the, uh, the, uh, lumbar region, uh, right now, ladies and gentlemen. I am the serious play-by-play announcer who is being drowned out by that other excited guy. And, uh, of course, the Miz resting, resting in the corner there because it's very important to get your bearings at a match like this. Uh, the Miz has actually been doing very well. Uh, I've not seen him so focused on resting. Uh, so, so eager to sit on his ass and, uh, watch these two, uh, these two titans take each other on. You see that this is an old joke because titans, they're the fathers of the gods. So therefore they're older than the gods. So they're titans. You see, I'm calling them old. I'm a mm. professional, but I'm not that professional. <laughs> so Chris Jericho and Triple H going at it. When Chris Jericho is on the top of the, the chamber as is custom... And he's going off the top rope to take, to, to hit Triple H with the old, uh, lion salt from the top of a thing, which is actually technically a moonsault. Because it's, it's different. It's not even the same thing. That's right, excited guy. You got so excited you don't even know the names of moves, sir. You really should pay attention. Where did you get your broadcaster's degree? I did it. That makes sense. And then he hits. He hits the moonsault, and Triple H, one, two, three, eliminated from the match. 
And it is now down to Chris Jericho and The Miz. The winner will go on to Booker Mania and face off against Finn Balor of Superior for the WWE Championship. What a contest is happening right now. Chris Jericho's got his hands dug in tight into the Miz's trapezius muscle right now. He's really digging in there. He's He's got the leverage and he's digging into him. Kurt the Miz is trying to pump himself up to get to his feet and he, he Chris Jericho can't hold him down. He's he's trying really hard and it's not working. The Miz is standing up slowly and then he's got his elbows and he's doing the thing with the elbow right into the abdominals of Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho he's reeling. Stay down, damn it! And no, not The Miz. He wants a chance. A chance to headline the SmackDown main event. A chance to face off against Finn Balor of Superior. What year is this? Why are you doing that? Sir, this is how you tell an epic story. If you sit down, grab yourself a notebook, and you're going to learn how we did it back in my day. Back in the territories. When athletes such as... Not-so-slim Jim McQueen, former heavyweight champion of the territories. He's been on the Basement Booker's podcast. He's finally been named. Ah, that's his name. That's right. And much like him, Chris Jericho, a wily veteran, taking it to The Miz. But The Miz turned things around. He's got a headlock. He's got a headlock on The Miz. Oh. Chris Jericho, he's got, the, the Miz has Chris Jericho in a headlock. If you cut off the air, the, the air, you can't breathe, you can't fight. He's really trying to tire him out. Put him in the old headlock there. When Chris Jericho, he does that thing where your back body drops. That's the move, right? Back suplex. The back suplex on the Miz. <laughs> I stand corrected. You see, I'm over 80 years old. I've been doing this a long time. Back in the territory days, when I was scooped up by Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and I was his first acquisition acquisition that no one talks about, let me tell you right now. Anyway, back to the match. No more living in former glories. And then Chris Jericho, he's going for the lion salt, the real lion salt, and the Miz gets his knees up, and the... Chris Jericho is reeling. Why do I keep doing that? It doesn't work all the time. <laughs> when the Miz is doing his 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 it kicks, when all of a sudden Chris Jericho hits him with the low blow. Chris Jericho, he's like, I got time. He's looking side to side. I had to say that because I was looking side to side. You can't see this. This is an audio medium, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Chris Jericho. Digging into the well yet again mm. to try and take out the Miz. His back is turned. He's doing the move. What? As Chris Jericho begins to jump, the Miz is on his feet and he catches Chris Jericho in an RKO. One, two, three, ladies and gentlemen. The Miz is going to the main event of Booker Mania as he points to the Booker Mania sign. Finally, back to the main event to face off against Finn Balor of Superior. What a contest. Ladies and gentlemen, you can count to 
25 and Chris Jericho will still be asleep. What an amazing match. If you could keep up with any of that, God bless you. <laughs> this is outrageous. I can't believe it. I can't believe it, man. I can't believe what I just saw. I gotta replay this. Look at this. Look at the torque. Look at the Miz doing that and the turns and how the Miz was able to time Chris Jericho's jump into an RKO. It's almost like impossible. It's almost physically impossible what we just saw. Are you fucking seeing this shit? <laughs> hey, there's, there is no need for foul language. He turned a moonsault into an RKO. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I understand that the most extreme move you've ever seen was a pile driver, sir. With all due respect, let me tell you something, Sonny Boy. When I was your age, I'd kick your butt. But I'm not neither here nor there. This is the Mrs. Knight. This is what it's all about. This is what Booker Mania is about. Matches you never thought you'd see happen. Happening. And they're happening. When all of a sudden, Superior is on the ramp and they're golf clapping the Miz and Finn Balor does his imitation of The Undertaker that the Miz ain't shit. And we're, we're gonna, we're, we're not closing yet because we got a backstage segment with Angelo Dawkins. Did the Miz just win the Elimination Chamber <laughs> match? Yeah, Dawkins, man. Don't, aren't you excited? This is great. This is the most unpredictable win in the history of this, this, this SmackDown. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. I don't know how we're going to top this at Booker Mania. Dude, Finn Balor of Superior. What about that shit he talked? Look, Finn Balor is the champion. He can say all he wants as a champion, but that doesn't change how things work around here. I'm in charge, and nothing is going to change that as we fade to black. How's it going, Ocho? Crazy. I know. I'm sorry if I fucking went off the deep end. I, I sometimes get lost in my characters. I, I thought of it when you were um in the last segment. Uh, like, I, I was thinking Dawkins should have said, he's not even on the Booker Mania poster. Like, <laughs> no one saw this coming. Yeah, he's not <laughs> on the Booker Mania poster that you made. Do you're going to make next week. Um, um, I I could. You could. Or, next week. Yeah. Well, I got to see yeah. if I know how to, you know. It's going to be interesting. It is. So we'll talk about that later. No new news. Okay. Unless you want to talk about this, apparently, uh, this greatest Royal Rumble event that they're doing in May or June or whatever it is. Network. Yeah, it is going to be on the network. It's Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Women can compete. Yeah. So? That's, I mean... It's the rules. So, oh, the, yeah, but oh, the evolution of women, they're going places they've never gone before, except for Saudi Arabia. Within the law. They're going wherever they've gone before within the law. Is it a law over there? I don't know. Maybe some religious shit. Oh, it is some religious shit, and but... there you go. Do they even let their women drive? I don't know. All right. Anyway, uh, listen, cultural differences aside, we do have fans in Saudi Arabia, I'm sure. So. Yeah. Uh, 
What are the stakes for this world's greatest Royal Rumble? They haven't even mentioned it. I haven't said there a thing. There has to be a point to it. Like, you, you have to win something. They might make a number one contendership for something. Maybe you win that one, you get a title shot. Well, there's, I mean, there's already rumors floating around that Daniel Bryan is penciled in to win it. I'm down with that. But Wait. again, then what? What does it mean? Are they just trying to replace Del Rio as the winner of the largest Royal Rumble ever? Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Shit, this might be his last year. I would have loved to see Daniel Bryan versus Brock. That'd be great. <sighs> if he if if Brock had to yell at Strowman to slow the fuck down. Then... <laughs> <laughs> nah, Bryan is fucking amazing. He would do mm-hmm. that shit perfect. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Brian, a fucking regenerated. Hey, let me ask you a question. Stem cells is the answer. No, man. I think he took some water from the lake of reincarnation, bro. <laughs> That's gotta be it. I, I blasted out a tweet. You know, Matt Hardy doesn't have to work a day in his life. He just does it for fun. Because mm-hmm. all he has to do is sell vials from his lake. Yeah. For, I'll pay $2,000 for a sip of that shit. You would pay $2,000 dude, for if a it sip means- of lake water? The lakes of reincarnation, if it has its magical properties, well, in this hypothetical situation, it's magic. In this hypothetical situation that I'm saying, it's magic. I'm believing that it's magic. Mm-hmm. I would drink it. All right. Wouldn't just... you? No. Oh, my God. What if it reincarnates you to Jeebus? You know, back when you had longer hair? Wow. And you were really slim? Well, I'm working out. It's uh, it's happening. Yeah, you'll never be that again, though. We're old. We're never. We can't get in there. You can't turn back the clock. If I could turn back. No, I'm serious time. though. What would you do it? No, you wouldn't take a dip. I don't know. We're talking about drinking lake water. I might take a dip. I'm not drinking it. You have to drink it. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I know Jerry on the spot's fiance. You're never getting kissed again, bro. If it makes me younger, yes, I am. Uh, you can wash your mouth, dude. You go to the dentist. Stop being such an ass. <laughs> did, did we remember you taking things too serious? We're, I'm talking about magical fucking water here, okay? That can literally turn back the clock. And you're telling me that you're not going to drink it. You're a lying sack of shit. <laughs> you know that? I would love... To get some years back, bro. Because, like, as healthy as I'm living now, mm-hmm. if I was doing it then, holy shit. Mm. Crazy. Yeah, man. I'd be ripped, bro. I was just about ripped. Remember when I was on P90X? Yeah, dude. Nah, but it would... Uh, you, do you get to pick, though? Do we get to pick how far back it takes us? I don't know. I think if you think in your mind to like the best point for yourself, that's how the water works. Hmm. Then you would become, you would become that what you were then, but you would know everything you know now. Pre Billy Gut. Yeah. Okay. Probably drink more water, you know? Might not start drinking. Nah, bro. We got to drink. That's fun. Well, to relive it, yes, but to have my body go back to what that was. Oh, no, but you maintain. You maintain. 
I haven't drank since my birthday party. You know what? No, we could still drink, but we don't drink beer or malt liquors. Mm. We do it smart. Go on the wine. Wine, like sophisticated gentlemen. Vodka seltzer like I was doing. Yeah, do it like that. See? And since it's not often, get fucked up easier. Yeah, and you could still do the occasional frog. Occasionally. I'm not going back to that shit. But, if I had the magic waters of reincarnation, mm. yes. Go back to the chair, my flashy shirts. <laughs> yeah. My hair, clean face. I don't know, I like my beard. I'd miss my beard. Beard's cool. Yeah. Beards are cool. Maintenance is fucking annoying. Not really, not for me. It's just like the neck part, right? Mm-hmm. And then just trimming. I just put it on uh five and I trim it. It's fine. I have beard wax. I saw. Yeah. Amish. When I when I buzz, I yeah. put a towel over the sink. Mm. So catch the hairs. Yep, and then I go outside and just shake the fucking thing out. I just take a tissue paper and just clean it off. It's fast. It's not that much. Nah, for some reason it goes all over the place with me. Oh, it's because you're all over the place. Am I? Sometimes. This podcast is all over the place. What are you talking about? This is a conversation between two friends. It is. You know, the book of us should know us as people. Yeah, I think they'd be interested in that. We, the people. We, the people. Look at that. John Cena doesn't have a match on Booker Mania. I see see the parallel. Ain't no Undertaker showing up here, boy. How you know? Yo. Why do you call the Undertaker a coward? To get people talking. That is the worst thing for him, though. It makes him look so bad. These promos make him look bad. They are certainly not his best. They want him to beat up an old man. He's basically calling an old man a chicken. Mm -hmm. First of all, The Undertaker has nothing to prove Mm. to you, John Cena. Right. So I hope he kicks your ass. And then you go home in shame. You little bitch. The character, not the person. Yeah, this whole the whole build up is wrong. It's all wrong. Wrong. Yo, remember when the Undertaker was dressed as Kane that one time? No. Yeah, he attacked somebody as Kane, and then he took his mask off, and it was like it wasn't Kane; it was the Undertaker. We can look it up on the network, so I can show you. All right. I'm not making it up. I believe him. It's real. I believe you. I also believe my memory is shit, so. Alright, well, I think that's it. I think it was Austin. Might wow. have been Austin they attacked. So that was he a attacked. long fucking time yeah, ago. Yeah, Attitude Era. It's Voice Box Kane. Wow. Yeah. So all the smoke damage. Yeah. Smoking's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, guys. Well. This has been the Basement Booker's Podcast Prelude to Booker Mania, which is next week. It's not uh, like you said prelude. Like, what? No. <laughs> anyway, listen. Let us know what you thought. Uh, we like feedback. We have yet to get feedback outside of one person on these episodes. like to know how we're doing. Uh, hit us back. Uh, yeah. Basement Jer on Twitter. Rich DeRiz on Twitter. Uh, let us know what you like, you know? Ooh, Manny, let us know what you think of our episodes. What's, what's, what's happening, you know? Bros. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks for spending time here in the basement. 
And uh, yes, I'm aware that the last episode was uploaded three times. Huh. And uh, it's not my fault. Anyway, uh, we're out. Stay, stay tuned for, for the announcements. We've reached the end of this exciting episode of the Basement Bookers podcast. And both Rich Deriz and Basement Chair really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. You can catch us on Stitcher and wherever podcasts are available. Feel free to check out the Basement Bookers Facebook page. Head over to Twitter if you want to contact us directly. It's the best way. Rich Deriz... R-I-C-H-T-H-E-R-I-Z and Basement Jer. It's like Basement Jerk, but you take out the K. Thanks for listening, everybody. And the match of life is scheduled for one fall, so make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the